What's going on, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little, field level edition. I got the boys Moose T in the building. Kanye West is back on Twitter, and the boy is making a lot of noise. We're going to go through that. He's showing unreleased kicks, talking that knowledge, giving facts to the people. We're going to break all that down. Saba Pivot is on tour. New album is out. We're going to go through that. The boy is a problem. Real musician coming out of Chicago. Then we're going to pivot, no pun intended, over to Chicago food spots. Hole in the wall joints. Overrated spots. Best spots to go on a budget to get some grub for the low. Stay locked. No catch up Chicago. For Chicago, by Chicago. Listen up. No catch up Chicago. Field level is back. Moose T. Juice is out. He's taking care of some family matters. Shout out to Juice Sali. Your boys are thinking about you and the fam. Salute. Moose ain't been on in a minute, so I'm happy that he's back in here. I'm What's good? I'm glad to be back, man. Uh, I've been eating like shit, playing too much Fortnite. Hey. But, you know. It's, it's Yo, so- man, I can't <laughs> get into this Fortnite play. Bro, it, don't don't play Fortnite if you, if you haven't if started. If I haven't started, this stay away from that addictive. shit. addictive. It seems like that, bro. I, I, I started this... T showed me it uh, a couple months ago, and now I'm ranked like 30th in You Illinois. said ranked? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You said you ranked 30th in Illinois? Some shit like that. You said on PS4, give or though. take? On PS4. Okay, bet, bet. 70 bet. dubs. You know what the fuck going on? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. it I will love it. consume your life. That's what's up, man. T, what you been up to, bro? We already know. I was, man, we, we've been talking Yeah, man, frequently. I had to mix it up. Usually I'm on the sports edition, but I had to come talk uh, some music, some culture, culture food, bro. Yeah. yeah, everything. Uh, it's field level, baby. Exactly. You already know what it is. Kanye West, let's just jump into it. Dad, as Juice would say, I have two people on Twitter that, I, I I get I get a notification when they tweet, and it's Kanye West and Adrian Wojciechowski of ESPN. Those are the only two people I would ever worry about getting a having to see a tweet from right away. Kanye West I think has been on back on Twitter for like what a week, Moose. I mean, I, like four or five days, less than honestly. I think it's less than that. It's been like three or four days, right? Yeah. He's already at ten million followers. He's literally just spewing his brain. On Twitter, bro. He opened up when he when he activated his Twitter. He was talking about writing a philosophy book. What if this is the philosophy book? It's just his tweets. There are no rules with Kanye. Mm. I don't know. I'm just no. That, like, <laughs> but like he he mentioned the book in the middle of a tweet. Yeah, he was like writing a tweet. Yeah, let me pull up these tweets. He was writing a tweet, and in the middle of the tweet was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, this is from my book." Like. This dude is back talking facts. Mm-hmm. I love this Kanye. And I think this is really important for a lot of different reasons. You get to see inside of his brain. He's always challenging the status quo. He's always challenging just everyday things that seem regular. Absolutely. He's asking questions like, why are we doing this a certain way? We should be doing it this way. Or... If you feel this way, like they're just giving, showing different examples of how to challenge your your thought process, society's thought processes, societal societal limits on everything. So I think it's wild, interesting. I mean, I think after seeing Kanye tweet for what four or five days, really goes to show the influence that he has on all, so many different sectors. You know, like yeah, it's fashion, music, but it also goes into like philosophy, advice, mentorship spirituality um and it it comes off without being preachy because it's kanye man yeah you listen to him you, you don't think you know, i'm not gonna listen to this musician telling me what to do it's fucking kanye it's not even i don't even yeah it's definitely doesn't come off as preachy because it's like their statements i mean it's hard to be i mean it's it's hard to be long-winded on twitter just because of the capabilities but like he's stringing a bunch of tweets together in a row yeah. But, it, yeah, you're right. It doesn't come off as preachy. It kind of just comes off as, like, thoughts. Yeah. That, like, and I think a lot of people read his stuff and they're like, 
wow, I kind of feel that too. Absolutely. Or like, man. I've never thought about it that way and all that stuff. So you got a favorite tweet of his since uh, T. Have you have you been on his um his Twitter rants and all that? I have, man, and uh, I I don't know if I have a favorite one. Uh, I'll be honest, man. Straight up, Moose knows this, and and I and I'm, I hate to be that guy, but I'm I'm one of those dudes who like will call Kanye out sometimes. But on he's just shit. not like, on this tweet. Like no. you think he's full of shit on on this Twitter stuff. Like I don't. That's just that's just tweets like it. But I think it's more than tweets, though. That's the thing. Like I think this is like he he recently had an interview with Complex, I believe, where he was talking about I don't know if it was Complex or Double XL, but it was one of those, I think. And he talked about wanting to be water and like he doesn't want to have competition anymore. He wants to just help everyone and he's not worried about beating people, but wants to, you know, show everyone that they can do what he's doing type thing. That's what I'll give Kanye through all this. Like any any time I've called him out in his career and it is it isn't all the time. Like I feel like, you know, his some of the latest music he's made has been really good. Um and I feel like this album's gonna be really good. As well as the one with Cuddy, and we'll get into that. But yeah, we'll definitely get um, into that. You know, that's where I do like to see though him working with other people, uh, opening that door. How he did early in his career, um, especially Chicago guys. You know, I'd like to see him, and I think we will see that. You know, he's he kind of embraces the younger guys. Um, he had a song with Keith. He had a song. You know, he's he's not afraid to do songs with people. So. I, I don't mind seeing that water side, if, if that's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Bro, I, I read a tweet that was like, whoever uh, favoriting a Kanye tweet is like the new Zodiac. It depends on which one you like. That's the type of person you fall into, right? Yeah. I feel like you could divide them into so many different uh, groups. I mean, he's it's a lot of sage advice, but it's a lot of very important things that – we need to be reminded of. Um, I'm not as spiritual as I want to be, but, you know, if, if Jesus is talking, I'm listening. For sure. How did you feel about a couple of his tweets he was talking about, like, taking things from, like, basically stealing ideas or stealing pieces of garment or designs and stuff like that? Mm. And, for example, I quote, it's not where you take things from, it's where you take them to. I mean that's his that's his music philosophy. Yeah, this is no the man doubt. that samples. He All is day. the man that has. I mean, hip hop has always been about sampling, but he took samples to the next level. Do you think that's him trying to cover himself a little bit? Not cover, but people have given him a lot of flack over the years about his sampling and how much he is sampling. Do you think that's him trying to like throw a little throw a little cover out there for himself to be like? Yeah, I know I stole some samples, and I know a lot of my stuff is heavily influenced by by older big-time songs. Is that him throwing out some cover? Like, You yo. made it a hot line. I made it a hot song. Dude, I, <laughs> I, have no, I have no problems with the samples at all. In fact, yeah. like that's one of, the, in my opinion, the coolest parts of Kanye because, you know, people were sampling all the time before Kanye. Like, DJ Premier was, was heavy into samples, but what he did was just make it super mainstream and and uh just super good he killed it with all his samples um he you know he stuck to a lot of those early soul samples and everything he's done with those has been hot so i have no problem with that and it does take a lot of work it's not like you just take the take the record and you know uh use it as your hook you still have to produce the song yeah like yesterday he tweeted and I quote, I find myself getting stuck in the idea of originality and letting my ego push me to say things like, this person stole this from me. And the funny thing is, it'll be a reference I took from somewhere else. So it's like, he's basically saying, hey, man, let's all, in what I, what I took away from that was, let's all work together, influence each other to build dope and make dope shit. Like, that's kind of what I took from it. Um. It was interesting. I was playing a little devil's advocate with myself, just trying to think through, like, why he would go out and say something like that. But it sounds like he's kind of changing the mold, and it's not about that person stole that from me. It's about collaborating almost indirectly, yeah. maybe. I think on a very granular level, he's taking samples, and it's not just in music. He's taking samples from fashion. I'm sure he's, like, taking notes from Balenciaga, Givenchy, 
all this stuff, right? But it's coming full circle because now he wants to inspire people. Now he wants to, he wants people to take from them and, or he wants people to take from him and make their own ideas with it. And he's saying you have free creative process over this. Does he though? Because he he called out Nike for that Monarch release they have coming up. You know, like he's he's going a little he's going in on people stealing some of his. Uh, but that's Mad Petty Kanye. I, I love Mad Petty Kanye. I guess I he is a little hypocritical in that sense. But that's Kanye. I like though. Nike bashing, you know, hundred percent hypocritical Kanye. I think this is the thing about Kanye. He can say, he'll say something. He means, I think, I really believe he means everything he's saying at the time. Like, he saw that that monarch and was like, they stole this shit. Like, he just tweeted it. You I mean, feel me? Brought like brought that sneakers right, back like he's, he's Like, that's just what he does. Like, when he's sitting at home in his head, he's just firing tweets off, like, what's in his head at yeah. the moment. So, like, he saw that Nike monarch and was like, oh, they stole this shit, fucking thieves. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's where I, that's where I take that from. I think... I play a little bit of both sides just because Kanye is my guy. Um, but, yeah, I feel you because it, it is tough to say, yo, man, we're all here collaborating. But then, like, in the same breath, he's like, yo, Nike, y'all petty. But I think, <laughs> I think yeah, it is hypocr- hypocritical yeah. in that sense. But, you know, Kanye's always been against big corporations. Maybe individuals can take that those ideas. But when you got Nike, when you got ah, good point, big business taking away uh, ideas in the sake for the sake of capitalism and monetary gain, maybe he's gonna have a problem with that. That's just how I viewed it, though. That's a good point. I think that's a that's a different way to put it. He Kanye definitely sees himself as a man of the people. Um, so yeah, man, if you want to create off of what I'm trying to do, yeah. But especially Nike, he feels that Nike's trying to bite his shit after Absolutely. I left. He still has a huge. He doesn't fuck with Nike. I mean, at the end of the day, he's petty. But it's, you know, no, but it's like, yo, y'all are stealing my shit. Like we could have worked together. Like I had this shit set up. Yeah. We were good to go. Like I was over there. I was trying to tell you what I was gonna do. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was trying to tell y'all the influence I had on these folks. I was trying to tell you that people would fuck with my designs. I was trying to tell you that we could move a lot of sneakers. We could do this. Y'all didn't want to listen. So y'all want to make limited editions, have people line up like, and not that he's not making little editions now, but like, I think it was more just, they were cramping his creative style. They were yeah. telling him no a lot when he, when, when Adidas is, was, is telling him yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, we look at Adidas now. He's got so many different lines. He's got like, yeah, I mean, so I'll, yo, versions I, of the Yeezy shoe. I'm a big, I'm a big, I like a lot of his stuff. The, the Yeezy 350 is dead for me. That shoe is dead, bro. I don't want to see any more 350s, period. Everybody has them. There's a trillion colorways. There's just, there's something to a shoe being, having a little exclusivity to it. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. It's the sneaker culture. If you can't get a pair, not that many pairs are out there, it has more desire to it. When I go outside and I see... 15 pairs of 350s and they're all different colors i'm th- this shit's not really that hard anymore you know what i'm saying so the, f- the for me the 350s dead i think a lot of them are whack as it is um but yeah they're comfortable the, yeah we got a new wave with the um what were the, the wave runners those are hard wave runners are hard and he's got the what's the new joint called the rats. He's got the wave runner. He got the Yeezy five hundreds. They're like I think they're called rat something. Yeah. Um. Those are hard too. Mm-hmm. I rock with those. Those are tough to get right now. I rock Absolutely. with those heavy. Um. The wave runners are tough to get. Um. But yeah, bro. The three fifty is dead. Bro, wait. Speaking of wave runners, you know, you know, uh, Boneyard Chicago. Yeah, of course. Uh, bro, you know that vending machine they have? Yeah, yo. Do it's they? So- does someone win every day? How do they have he- that much supply on deck? He posts something very frequently, and it seems like people win a lot. Um, I don't know. I don't even know how the game works. I've only been in there twice, yeah. and I've, I didn't. I didn't like sit there and watch anybody play or try to play. But it seems like people in there winning. I can tell you something, man. He makes his money on that machine, bro. <laughs> like anybody who has that machine in the yeah. store is making decent bread. It's like twenty bucks, I think. It's pretty much like those claw games. Uh, I don't think it's twenty dollars though, because he co- he goes in there and says like, "My man just hit a pair of Jordan ones for five. 
Maybe it's a fin, yeah. All right. Maybe, no, but yeah. I think like even some have been like two or three dollars I've seen people yeah. hit for. Yeah. But yeah, I mean I can see people going in there and dropping forty. He's not putting yeah, that on for the sure. <laughs> it's fun though. It's fun. It's cool. How does it know? work? Uh it's pretty much like a claw thing, except it goes like the other way. So like horizontally and you know, you gotta like pretty much just like make it fit right and you get the sneaker. Uh it's tough though. Yeah. I'm gonna and low key. I'm not gonna lie, Moose. I've been seeing the same thing as you. They've been having the. It seems like a lot of people's winning in there. Like, off white vapor max, a winner. Wave Jordan runners, ones, wave Jordan runner, winner. Like, I mean, I hope he is. They, oh, they got the Sean Worthing spoon joints on yeah. there too. A bunch of people won those, but yeah. I mean, shout out to them. I don't know how he does it, but can you flip the size? Uh I or is it whatever's hanging up? I, I think if you if you. Get one of the shoes, you can get the size. Or you can sell it back to them at, right. at value. Uh. So, I don't know. I'm sure you could go in there and finesse. Man, I've, I'm, I'm too scared to try that machine, dude. I don't know his name, but I was in there chopping it with him a couple times when mm. I went in there. He's actually really cool. Absolutely. Um, I don't know his name. I don't know if I don't know if this is the guy, but one of the guys' name is Tony Shuprano, which is one of the hardest uh, <laughs> shoe pun names I've ever heard. <laughs> Tony uh, Shuprano. <laughs> yeah. That is tough. <laughs> But uh, there's yeah, a, they got I a think, cool little store, man. Yeah, like no, it. they got they got some heat in there too. Um, some of it's a little overpriced, but a lot of the shits you're just not gonna be able to find it. So like, if you want to put the money up to have that one of one or very rare piece, I think you know you're gonna have to put that cash up. Um, what were we talking about before Boneyard? I rock with Boneyard heavy. Um, Kanye tweets. Yeah, Kanye tweets. Obviously, I'm we're still on that. Let's talk about some of this because, yo, he dropped – he showed a preview of a basketball sneaker. Yep. He showed some Yeezy slides. Yep. The he whole sh- lot. Yeah. I the mean, the whole lot. lot was crazy, by the way. He showed a picture of just Bro. all the different colorways of the 350s Bro, that, that would possibly come in. Or That photo was so small. I was trying to zoom in and just trying to get, like, sneak ple- sneak peeks. And For sure. And shit was just so pixelated I, I gave up. You know? Yeah, no, it's a it's – a, yeah, go hop on Kanye's Twitter – Go check out – he has a kind of like a showroom-style picture of a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, like, Yeezy 500s, he has, a, he has a picture of some purple, like some blush pink ones. Mm-hmm. Is Kanye at the point – I guess he's probably been at this point now where anything he puts out, everyone's going to say is hard? Because some of this shit's whack. Like, this basketball shoe is whack. That's just a prototype, though. I don't true, know, man. It true. looks like a Dame shoe, honestly. It does look a little, little Dame-ish. But that's Adidas, fam. But, I mean... Bro, yeah, like, you don't, you purple don't have to blush. keep going. Yeah, Kanye could do no wrong right now. So, like, whatever he drops, millions of people are going to think it's hot. It's going to be super exclusive. Um, You know, he could do his own thing right now, and I guess that's good or bad, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, no doubt. But let's get over to the... we go. Let's get off the fashion... And the knowledge, and let's talk about Kanye the music man because because we got some albums on the way, man. First off, <laughs> to give you some context, he dropped all this shit in a matter of like an hour. I was so like I said, I got Kanye's um, notifications on. Mm-hmm. He drops that. He drops two two uh, two tweets back to back. One is my album is seven tracks, and and then the next one is June first. I screenshot that to post it on the No Catch Up Chicago Instagram page, and right after I post it, he drops a tweet that he's dropping an album with Cuddy. Yep, and then follows it up with, they're in a group now, and it's what Ghosts and Kids. Kids see ghosts. Kids see ghosts. Singular ghosts. Singular. So, what are you more excited about? A, a seven-track Kanye album or an album, I guess it's a you could, group. The fact that he said it was a group is funny because that, that he's talking like they're going to be coming out with a whole bunch of shit. It's not like a collab album like a Honcho Jack. But are you more excited for the Cuddy and Kanye collab album, as, as, I guess that's what I'll call it, or Kanye's solo seven-tracks? Straight up, I want both. Yeah, equally. But if we're if I had to choose one, Cuddy has historically been has gone off on Kanye tracks. 
maybe as the hook guy, but maybe in this album he'll, he'll be featured more like in verses and stuff, right? Yeah. But man, I, I, I took a nap for 30 minutes and I don't have the notifications on. I wake up four four good music albums on the way in June. <laughs> and we got the Drizzy album and we got the NBA playoffs and Cole, J. Cole is dropping something tomorrow. Yeah, I'm excited would, to hear that. Like we'll talk about that too. No, we're gonna talk about. We're not talking. We're not going down the J Cole <laughs> rabbit hole right now. We can talk. We can, we're, let's let's finish up this Kanye talk, right, and right, we can right. go to that J Cole. I I think that Kanye Cuddy collab is gonna be fire. Kanye only needs seven songs to get off. That's fine with me. I'll take any Kanye content at this point. I mean, this is the funny thing about this for me is that I don't know what it's gonna sound like. Man, you don't know what stage of life he's in right now. Right, he's like that, I don't know, mode. I don't know what this is gonna sound like, bro. Seven tracks, yeah, right. Is it could be a it could be a whole mishmash of shit in seven, but if I had to guess, it's still gonna be on that confident. I'm that I'm that man. I'm back type, Kanye. If I had to guess, I mean, I hope so. Uh, I like uh I I think with his tweets we've been seeing a vulnerability to Kanye again. Yeah. Cuz like I mean when when you tweet like this you're going to show a lot of like narcissism, insecurities and stuff like that. So I think we're going to see that side of Kanye again, which is usually his best. Um but I'm ready for that 7 7 track LP EP. I'm ready for that Cardi album. Yeah. Let's get it. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't mind if it's those like St. Pablo vibes, you know, I, I thought that was a really hard album. Uh, again, I don't like the whole like seven track thing that kind of bothers me, but not at all when he's dropping his own album on the side too. Cause that's going to be a lot of music. Yeah, you know, his, um, his, no, his joint is seven. Oh, his is seven. His My is bad. seven. Yeah, he Cuddy, didn't mention how many the right. Cuddy was. You don't like the seven. It's too short. I don't like seven. I don't like nine, eight, you know, like. And that's becoming a thing. Like people are, you know, the weekend just dropped the six track one. Um, I don't know. Though. It was kind of back and forth because Migos and those boys were coming out with yeah, twenty five right. and shit. And Chris Brown was what nineteen or twenty. Yeah. Like no, Chris Brown was like in the forties, wasn't it, or something crazy? I don't know about that, but yeah, it was, Chris it was, Brown had like a like a twenty seven. <laughs> it was crazy. Let me look that up real quick before I sound crazy out here. And we got it, and and push it too, man. He's part. I know it's a different topic, but he's part of this good music fam. He's part of the. Music dropping. So May twenty fifth, we get Pusha, who's, um, you know, definitely one of my favorite rappers, active rappers for sure. Like, I, I'm expecting good music from him. I'm more excited about. So he announced his album, him and Cuddy, Tayana uh, Taylor, and Pusha T. In order for me, it's Kanye's solo, it's Pusha T, then it's. Cuddy Kanye. And you don't want that Cuddy Kanye? Album? I don't know. I do want it. But for me, bro, Pusher T Push hard. I, is, I is man, that's my guy. I, I would put Pusher up there. There's different types of, like, I don't like to rank guys that are different type of rappers, right? Like, a Pusher T is in, like, that Nipsey kind of vibe to me. Harder, man. But like I, they're like they're like similar rappers yeah, in it, my eyes. It. Like then you can put like let me see, like two chains and I don't know, twenty one savage. Like th- th- they're in like the same realm, right? Yeah. I don't like when people like who's the best rapper alive? And like people are naming Drake and like twenty one and like one, two, three. It's like yeah. these are like completely different cats, Absolutely. right? So I don't like to kind of bundle all of them together but if i had to pick of like if i had to pick like a 21 savage two chain wave or like a nipsey hustle uh pusher t wave i'm gonna throw on the pusher t and nipsey before i throw in the two chains so i'm just man pusher is my guy he has some probably some of the most underrated verses in hip-hop i would say he still doesn't get a lot of love that he i think he deserves pusher t is an animal bro yeah, he's no, definitely. He's and I'm glad he he got on board with Kanye because if he, if he didn't get on board with Kanye, he would have he would have just been a forgotten you know superstar type yeah. of thing, kind of like a Jada Kiss. But shout out Jada Kiss, yeah, uh, another monster. But um, yo, bro, facts that Chris Brown was 45 tracks. 45, all right. What? 
Chris Brown, 45-track album, Heartbreak on a Full Moon. <laughs> Check that. Yeah. So it's been back and forth on, like, the length, but my fault. I had to, no, uh, yeah, no. I'm just I'm just glad that Pusha gets that exposure by being with Kanye now because he's one of the best, you know, and he's been doing this for, you know, 15, 20 years now. So. And he's authentic, bro. He yeah, spits that feel real that. shit. You, you feel that shit in his, in his voice. Um, no, no doubt. And even when do you remember this gets this doesn't this gets underplayed too. Pusher T back in the day told Drake. Remember when him and Drake had that beef and he was like, oh, You signed man. to you signed to one nigga who signed to another nigga. Now that's bad luck. Like no one took like no one even like no one really took that to heart because he was going at Drake, but it was all facts. That That's one of the best rap diss songs of all time, Exodus, man. That is, like, you have to listen to that every once in a while because you forgot about it. But. Bro, Pusher T spazzed on that, and then that's when Drake came out with that, if you're reading this, it's too late. Not right after, but it was, like, probably, like, a year after or so. But Pusher was trying to tell y'all, like, man, listen up. Pusher spits straight facts all the time, and he's, yeah, he's legitimate. I think there's some, there's some cats in hip-hop you don't want beef with. Pusha is definitely up there. Like he's a heavyweight man, because he will come at you. Exodus is right up there with Ether as a one of the greatest diss tracks of all time. Absolutely. Um, but man, Pusha just makes Pusha makes come up music. Pusha makes music that J Cole wishes he made. And I'm throwing shade. Yo, that's wow. I I love that take. Wait, repeat that. Pusha T makes music that J Cole wishes he made. Wow, Pusha T makes, <laughs> makes pushing weight music, but also pushing weight in so many different forms. You know, you could be pushing work, you can be pushing reps at the gym, you can be, you know, playing ball. You just got just be the culture. Up. What's going on in the rap game? He pushes a lot. Man, Pusher's my guy. Pusher's Wait, hard, J Cole, man. that's T's boy though. Speak on that. That's T's boy though. Man, I, it's it's uh it's on and off with J Cole as far as like. If I rock with him or not, um, you know, I, I was a big J. Cole fan. Uh, we saw him in like 08 at Bottoms Lounge. Yeah. There was like 25 people there. Like Really? When, when J. Cole was first coming up, I was super into him. I thought he was like the next one up. And then he had. Which he is, bro. I mean, he's he, a no, big no, time no, rapper. And I'll give him like his, his last his last stuff has been good. He had some corny stuff along the way. And he still has a lot of like, you know, corny, uh, corny rap sometimes. But. I'm expecting some big things out of this. I mean, he takes time off. He makes his music. Um, so I'm expecting him to do something, and, and I'm hoping it's good. Why do you think he gets disrespected? Because I, I, I kind of disrespect him, too. We out in Barbados. Cheese, eggs, and potatoes. Shit like that, man. <laughs> like, I, look, I, I used to listen to Cole. Like, Cole yeah. World, or um, Warm Up, um, Friday Night Lights was a great album. Friday Night Lights was hard. And I'm, I don't want to hate him. I, I want him to make good music again. So, like, with what's his new album called? KOD? I'm not even sure. King of Diamonds? Whatever, right? Uh, I Is hope, that what it stands for? I hope that's not what I, it stands for. I don't think for. so. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, I hope he, he makes a solid return to making good music because I don't want to diss him. I don't want to hate him. I want, I want good Cole again. I don't want this cheesy shit. Yeah, because... He's good for the rap game because I think people need to – they need that balance, or at least I need that balance. Like, I need to hear the lyrical cats. I need an album like Kendrick's Damn to come out to kind of level it out. Like, there's times when I throw on Damn, and there's going to be times where I'm throwing on 21 Savage. Like, but I need that balance to kind of – I don't need the whole rap game sounding like Lil Pump. You feel me? Like, I need these guys to kind of rein it in a little bit and be like, yo, this is a more classic type of hip-hop sound. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I like about J. Cole. He's, uh, he's like, super introspective lately. He's, he's trying to make music, uh, you know, with a purpose. And I, I, and I like that, you know. That's when he's not being corny with, you know, whack punchlines. And that's what I'm expecting out of him. He's one of those guys who really doesn't fit in. Like, he's not one of those guys who pretends like he's on his own shit. He, he actually... Really doesn't fit in with these rap guys. I feel like so he is on his own shit, and I, and I feel like because of that, we get a unique, uh, a unique vibe from him. Yeah, and so I think, yeah, no, I, I definitely do want to listen to it. I hope it's you know a, a ten out of ten album, and it could be. He has that. Yeah, that's oh, he the has thing it with in Cole. him. Yeah, that's the thing with him is like I had such high expectations for him. 
that like those the letdowns were huge for me. Like when he made a whack track, it was like, you know, twice as bad because he was supposed to be the chosen one, you know? Yeah. And I think he he just has a different mindset from a lot. He, I, I think you're right. He doesn't relate to a lot of the rap game. He's on that minimalist, no type of jewelry. This is those real rap type things. So, yeah, no, I think he definitely feels a little bit like an outcast, no doubt. I think I think J. Cole's fine. I think his fan base is a little whack because they push, like, this whole idea of real hip-hop onto other people. And it's like, like you said, we want that 21 Savage vibe sometimes. Sometimes you need to, you just need to jam out. Sometimes you need to pregame to some shit. And it's not like, you know, like Cole makes bangers, too. But I think when his fans push it like that, it's a little bit um, alienating to everybody else, you know? Yo, this is 100%. I'm in the middle, man. Like, I feel like right now we're kind of in the point where, like, it's mumble rap versus classic rap. Like, oh, you rock with mumble rap? Like, that's not even hip-hop. It's like, nah, bro. Like, this shit's all hip-hop. It all has its place. Bro, whenever someone brings up that real hip-hop problem, I'm like, you like movies, right? You like comedies? You like action? You like dramas you like oscar winning movies like there's so many different subgenres to hip-hop yeah that you can't really put up Lil pump against like nas or something you know like you don't compare them it, it it's take it for what it's worth and you know enjoy it for what it is kanye west new album june 1st if chance the rapper is the mayor of chicago's hip-hop scene saba pivot must be I don't know who's under the mayor, the vice mayor. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> I have no idea what that's called, but whatever it is, yeah. it's Saba. That's whatever Saba that, right there, whatever yeah. it is, it's Saba Pivot right now. Yeah. Currently on tour, new album dropped, Care For Me, 10 tracks. It's lovely. It's storytelling. You can hear it's coming from the heart. You can feel the chip on his shoulder about him getting clowned with his homies when they were younger, telling them they were lame and look at us now. It's it's a collection of like that anger and the stuff that he's gone through when he was younger and it all just coming together and it's care for me. Like the care for me title of the album makes so much sense. I rock with the album. I've played it front to back a couple times now. Um, Saba's legit, man. Saba's like, he's like every a lot of Chicago artists in one. Like I feel like I could I could hear a little bit of everybody. You know the guys who came before him in Chicago. Yeah, interesting. You know, like the Kanye, Lupe, Common. I could hear a little bit of that. You know, obviously the Chance influence. Even though I, I think he's a little older than Chance by a couple of years, maybe they're the same age actually. But you know, I, I hear a lot of Chicago and Saba. Like he's if you if you haven't heard of him, you might not have because he's very low key. But he makes really good music. Like simple as that. That's kind of like we were talking to Juice earlier in the in the group chat or whatever, and he was like, "This guy's a musician," and I was like, "That's a great way to put it." Like he is making very very good music. It's almost, and that's a good point. He does have a lot of different Chicago influences. I can hear the Lupe for sure. I can hear the Chance for sure. Moose, what do you think? Man, album is incredible. Um, you know, I've, I've followed Saba for a couple of years now. Uh, he came out with his mixtape called Comfort Zone. Incredible stuff. Bucket List. Um, Bucket List was an incredible project because he, he he actually got a bunch of Chicago rappers to hop on the interludes and say, yeah, that was sick. On their bucket List. Yeah, that was dope. And it's like a very upbeat tone, you know. This is this is around the time when uh, Chance Three came out too, and it, like they just complimented each other basically as as the new Chicago sound. And then Care for Me comes out, and it's just like, whoa, this is this is kind of like a a very introspective dark turn, also for the better. But like we get to see some sides of him that we haven't seen before, like depression, sadness. Um, feeling sad from the death of his uh his cousin yeah cousin walter yeah um i i I went to no name show two years ago when uh walt passed away and saba performed for like uh one song but like he left the stage like in tears you know like he's broken up about this thing 
So hearing that one track, Prom King, um, outlining what happened that day was like, it gave me chills, dude. It 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 shook me, cause we, like in Chicago, we know this. We we know pivots around. You know, like the Pivot Gang is always around. Um, it's just the thing about the Prom slash King song for me was that he does such a good job in the track, spitting, flowing, but talking to you all at the same time. You can picture exactly what he's saying as he's taking you through it. And he talks about just, you know, the haves, the have-nots, different things about, you know, at one point in the track, he talks about lending a dude $30 for prom to finish up his his fit, and the guy lives on the same block. He didn't even know. Mm -hmm. I'm getting, you're walking to school, I'm getting a ride. Like, Like, the way he broke that down was really interesting. Yeah, I, I think Saba kind of really made storytelling, took storytelling and hip-hop to its pinnacle. Stuff that I haven't heard of since Damn came out, honestly. Like, the way he painted his situation going like going to prom, having, uh, you know, he got set up with a girl. And, and he's spinning, bro. Stuff. This shit is all flowing yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. You feel me? Like... There's sometimes where you like a rapper will come on and he'll be telling a story and it's almost like an interlude, but it's 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 an interlude covered up as a song basically. Th- this cat is spitting a track, flowing on the beat on point, and he's narrating a story, bro. And I'm 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 sitting there and I'm there. But it's special. That's what I'm talking about. Like you could a lot of people you get on track and you know rap about how they're the shit, but. Like, this storytelling thing is kind of like a lost art almost, you know. Like, you had Nas and Biggie. Biggie, they were were storytellers. Yeah. And now you got Saba. Like, that was a damn story, bro. Like, on a beat, you know, it sounded good. When you could rap like you're just talking and it still comes out as a song, you know, that's what separates uh, some people who feel like or who sound like they were, like, made to do this. Absolutely. That – how did – talk to me about the – the logout track. And before, hold on, before we get to the logout track with Chance, another thing that I thought was dope was, I'm and it's funny because typically I'm not a big fan of this where people or artists will jam two tracks in one track. Like the first half will be a track and then the second half is a completely different beat and a completely different track, but it's on one oh, that's, track. That's the switch up. Yeah, Drake's the king of that. Yeah, he, Drake's he the king of that. How he, that joint. Yeah. how he closes that in. Like if you if you're not if you don't have your phone in your hand and you just have headphones and say you're like riding your bike, you would like you're like did this change did this track change or mm-hmm. like what's happening? I'm not a big fan of that, but the kind of the the way he did it within the storytelling I thought was very unique. Agreement. Uh, are you talking about prom king or logout? I'm just talking about he did it a couple. Like he did it on Busy and Sirens, mm-hmm. Busy Sash oh, yeah. Sirens. He did it a couple times where I thought like it was very well done mm-hmm. within like his flow and it, and it didn't seem as disruptive. Man, as I think it it's just does. juxtaposition to it at its finest. Because yeah. I mean, in Chicago, you know, you you never know who's getting clapped, especially living on the south and west side, right? It's just like you you can you can show that it's bright one second and then it just becomes dreary the next. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like that. Let's talk about the logout track, Chance the Rapper. Obviously, he he he's gonna be on uh he's gonna be on the track. He's gonna be on a track on the album. This is it. It's called Logout. It's only like first off, different track. They're talking about social media. Are you posting? If if you don't post, are you like are you not are you forgotten type of thing? Are yeah. you only posting to remind people that you're still around? Mm-hmm. Um Really interesting take on social media, hip hop, whatever. I needed another verse from somebody. <laughs> it abruptly King ends. Louis. Yeah, or, or Saba to come back yeah, after yeah, Chance. Yeah. I, it was too short. It was too short, bro. I needed more. Like, but I think that was kind of like their premise. Like, it cuts yeah. off right after the beat. Like, you know, I wish, artist I, I, wish I wish he could have came and gave me another verse on that. You know, an artist is good when they leave you wanting more, right? Um, I think that song was incredible. You know, Chance and Saba complement each other so well. I think if, if Chance is the mayor, Saba's probably the 
council then? The council? I don't know, Alderman? bro. The treasury? I don't know. <laughs> Jesse White? I don't know, <laughs> Jesse bro. Jesse White but, that joint, but yeah. Uh, no, it goes back to Angels, dude. You remember that song uh, on Chance? On was it on Acid Rap? Uh, it was uh, Saba and so, yeah. Saba and Chance. They were like they had a great video to that. It was a, the Hero Brantley joint. Yeah. I got my city doing front flips. Flips. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just traded. They traded back and forth, like uh, basically, basically like a Chicago Method Man, Red Man. You know, that's what I needed, bro. Yeah. I needed, I needed Saba to come out and close that after Chance came on and and spit and you. spit a little verse. But care for me, the tour. He's out there. It seems still pretty intimate. T, like you were saying, he's not huge yet. I think he will continue to to push. No, people um, need to know about it. People him, you know? need to know we about Saba, Saba Pivot, and his whole crew. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes from, from like the pictures that I've been seeing on the tour, the care for me tour, he's been going all over New York, Virginia. Mm-hmm. He's been popping all over the country. It seems pretty intimate. I w- it's always dope to catch shows like that versus in like a stadium play. Oh yeah. I think Saba's on like, one especially of his artists. type of music. Yeah. He's one of those artists, artists that's on the verge, you know, like he, he could definitely make it big. But, you know, while he's coming up, he might as well give people, like, these these intimate shows where people can, like, he interacts with everybody. Or it just feels like it's made for them, you know? For the sure. thing about Care For Me is such an intimate album, such a vulnerable uh, look into his, his mindset and everything. Um, it's only right that he plays, like, you know, like a, like a Concord or, like, a... a a metro, yeah, or like something. a metro or something like that, no doubt. Yeah. Man, Saba Pivot, care for me. Get knowledgeable if you don't know about the man. As you know, if you're from Chicago or know anything about Chicago, you can always eat good in Chicago. I'm with a couple foodies. Tea's a foodie. Moose is a foodie. I grub myself. I'm not the slimmest motherfucker either. <laughs> so we want to talk about some of our favorite spots in this city where we like to go grub for the low we're going to focus on the hole in the wall spots the spots you step in get some grub for 10 12 dollars no waiter none of that bullshit no free refills you feel me those type of spots <laughs> moose i know you got some spots that you want to you want to kick around first yeah. what you talking about Man, I think if we're going like hot dogs, like you know, classic Chicago fare, bro, Red Hot Ranch is so slept on as a hot dog spot. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie, it's slept on because I've never been even been there before. Sheesh, it's two locations, so you might be in luck. There's one. Oh, in, that's uh, a bad. That's a bad sign, bro. You there's two locations, that means it's you know what I'm saying that shit kind of that shit kind of no no they caught that shit the kind of big <laughs> they caught they caught the fire but you know they kept the tame down a little bit so it's still it's still got the exclusivity you know what, what is it called Red Hot Ranch Red Hot Ranch what's uh, the, what's the go to on the menu I mean the hot dog like the hot dog is like you get the fries you get the whole Chicago deal of definitely no ketchup no fucking ketchup. you already know not on deck. <laughs> But, uh, yo, do they do they wrap it up old school style like they yo? Do you? I remember when I was a shorty. I don't even know if anybody does this anymore. You would get a hot dog and they would wrap the fries absolutely in the same like wrapping as the hot dog. Yeah, yeah, definitely, dude. They, they, that's the shit. They do that whole deal, bro. I that's like my that's my mark of excellence now. If you don't wrap the hot dogs with the fries, like. Are you even a reputable hot dog? Yo, dude? you're bullshitting. I swear, dude. Keep them in the same unit. Keep them in the same container. Need that in the same. Gee, we go, we man, we going green out here, bro. We know we not wasting no wrappers. Nah, bro. definitely. Put not. the fries with the dog, bro. Oh man, if the, <laughs> bro, you know what's such an underrated ingredient? Merck's cheddar. Oh yeah, that's the best shit. That shit on fries or a hot dog or whatever, dude. Throw that. Throw, give me an IV of that. And if we want to talk about spots that use Merck's cheddar, Mustard's up north by Northwestern uses Merck's cheddar. I want to say Buffalo Joe's. Hell yeah, they use Merck's that's, cheddar that's at Buffalo Merck's cheddar, Joe. right? You know I had to chime in here, bro. I'm the <laughs> I'm the biggest foodie, like, man, it's not even, like, a thing to me, dude, like, (laughs) but, uh, no, Merck's is unbelievable. I'm gonna drop addresses. If I could, I'd give you pins right now, (laughs) live on the podcast, man, uh, 1011 West Division Street. 
We got a spot called Goose Island Shrimp House, man. Some of the best seafood, like hole-in-the-wall seafood type of place I've ever been to. I, I know I show Moose this spot. Um, crazy cheap, man. Like dirt cheap. You know, like Goose Island. Goose Island Shrimp House across from, you know, where Cabrini Green Projects used to be. It's a nice neighborhood now, kind of, but um, still like a, a definitely like a hole in the wall type of place, you know, cash only, uh, open yeah. crazy late till 4 a.m., but it's like the best fried seafood you could get, you know, like clams, shrimp, shrimp scallops. That's my go to spot as far as like a hole in the wall spot. I love that type of shit. When I moved to Evanston, like in my teens, there's a spot in Evanston called the Fish Keg. And they rock the fried seafood. You 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 buy it by the pound or the weight. You buy it by the pound, the weight. They fry it up for you on the spot. Put it in the in the wax, the wax brown paper bag. Exactly, exactly that. And I and I had fish keg recently for the first time. Actually, I'd say a couple years ago. Banging. Very similar. Yeah. Similar type of spot. Yeah. What's it called? One more time. Goose Island Shrimp House. I'm I'm on that. Not the beer. Not affiliated with the beer whatsoever. This place is a. This place has like the classic neon sign, like one window type deal. Yeah, they charge you for the cocktail sauce, cash yeah. only. I need to Goose Island. Bruh, fries are like seventy nine cents, man. Talk, talk to me. Talk to me about the fry prices, bro. When I saw the <laughs> like recently, y'all should see the passion <laughs> on this man's face right now, bro. <laughs> like, if you look up the menu for this spot, you'll think you're looking at like the nineteen eighties menu. That's how cheap everything is. Like, it, it's ridiculously cheap. You know, like they they even have like frog legs and shit. But like fries, seventy cents. Fried mushrooms, a dollar fifty. Like crazy sides. Uh, really good sauces. You got to check it out, man. Ten Eleven West Division. We're doing free promo right free now. For, uh, <laughs> Shout out the Goose Island. What is it? One more time. Goose Island motherfucking shrimp house. Ten Eleven West Division. House. 1011 West Division. Bro, I've known I've known T for at least 8 years now. Um no, no. Going on, we're going on 10, right? A decade. Bro, I, this man lives to optimize eating. So like I <laughs> I've had so many like Sunday dinners like just just whatever hangout meals and everything. I don't, I've never seen someone go for value and qual- the intersection of value and quantity. Better than tea, man. There you go. Make it happen. My man optimizes appetizers on the reg. Talk to me about the idea of optimizing. Bro, when I go to a restaurant, I'm not trying to have one thing on the menu. Right. So if I go with four heads and we each get two things and like 10 sauces, we could dig into that menu. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, don't order you know don't order your own food when you come out with me bro let me right. order for you if i'm if i'm showing you a spot let me order for you right hey man so uh so me and t and a couple other friends with the cuba last year right yeah and the food was surprisingly whack really surprisingly whack but well they don't have any ingredients and shit over there it's all they don't got no seasoning and yeah, shit. yeah you like, gotta bring your own hot sauce and shit right. But when we got back to the fort lauderdale airport there was a chili's in this joint right and there's four of us my man, we were all about to get some shit, like individually, and he's like, nah, 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 we're going to get two appetizer platters with four different combos of each things. Right after, like, <laughs> right after Cube, I, bro, the I man. was never so proud to call him a friend. <laughs> that shows your strategy, bro. This, this dude's, like, you know that um that that meme of Zach Galifianakis when he sees numbers in The Hangover? Yeah, of course. That's him when he sees a menu, dude. <laughs> He's a genius. How, how can I get the most bang for my buck? Sean, give us a pizza spot, bro. What's a the pizza, pizza spot. spots? Well, you were throwing shade at, I one, was of my, throwing shade, at yeah. my, one of my favorite, favorite spots of all time is GGO's, Evanston, Illinois. By the slice. They've they're under new ownership. It's gotten really expensive over the years. You got I think like a slice up there is like three fifty now or something like that, which is crazy. Um I love GGO's. I don't really have a by the slice pizza spot right now in the city that I'm rocking with. I used to have this spot in New York that I lived under, but since I moved back like three years ago, two years ago, 
I'm downtown. There's no slices for me. I, I got to find one, honestly. You got one for me? I don't, man. I, I, pizza by the slice, like you said, it's hard to come across. It's hard. It's, uh, dude, it's hard to come across. Maybe we should open one of those motherfuckers, yeah, right? honestly. <laughs> Throw like a little, you don't need much room. Get a yeah. little brick oven. Evanston couple. does have those hole in the walls, though, man. We mentioned Buff Joe's. Evanston's got good food, GGO's, bro. Chicken Shack. Bills. Bro, talk to me about Bills. Bills is that shit. If you've never been to Bills, it's right on the border of the city. You gotta get up there. Get you a triple cheese. I think it goes up to like quad. It goes up to quad, I think. Yeah. Um, That shit is very good. I'm a big fan of the hole in the wall spot, bro. I don't need no extra bullshit. If I'm not going, if I'm not looking for like extra shit, like if I'm not going out to dinner at a restaurant with my lady, like I'm good with the plastic forks, the napkins that you can't fucking use. They they disintegrate in your hand. Like I'm rocking with that. Bills, go check out Bills if you haven't had it. That's just bang. But yeah, man, so many, so many spots around Chicago. How, How can we just? Dude, I know, man. That's the we we dude, we're about to dig in on that in some future episodes. We're gonna get T to do a a food spot special. Oh, we're going on site, man. We're on definitely site. We're going Yo, on we're, site. We're, we're definitely, definitely going on definitely site. doing that. And Goose Island Shrimp House. Is Goose the first Island Shrimp House is the first spot. Let's I'm, do it. <laughs> Yo, dead ass. I'm with that. I'm with that vision. Heavy. No catch up, Chicago. Field level edition for Moose T. I'm your host, Sean Little, man. Make sure you subscribe to No Catch Up Chicago. We just signed the lease on a new studio. That shit is coming. Super exciting. Videos are coming. Content is coming. A lot of exciting stuff, man. Make sure you stay locked. Rock with us. No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Listen up.